Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. friends and families around the world and welcome to another edition of our kids play hockey i'm lee elias and i'm joined today by michael benelli who's been on almost every single episode we've done christy cashona burns is on assignment today got a great topic we're talking about hockey summer camps and not just the one day ones we're talking about the ones you go away to overnight camp or the ones where you drive your kid to the rink every day you drop them off they're there they're skating the whole day you pick them up later they're exhausted they're sweaty they smell bad you got to get them in the shower. They don't want to go in the shower, but you got to tell the teenagers, get in the shower. It'll make sense later. I'm trying to help you. Don't you understand that I'm trying? Okay, that might be a little bit of my angst as a parent. I don't have a teenager at home. Might as well at this point. Anyway, it's going to be a great episode. I'm going to basically interview Mike because I actually never went to a uh, away camp, Mike, and I never really went to a full-time hockey camp. I did a lot of clinics growing up. Um, but we wanted to talk about really how to prepare both his parents and his kids for an extended hockey camp of some sort. Um, because we know a lot of uh, parents who listen to the show probably consider doing this um, or their kids do it, or maybe they've done it themselves. Um, so this is one of those kind of tips and tricks and hack episodes to prepare you for your kids hockey camp on our kids play hockey. That was an extended intro brought to you by me. Mike, welcome to the show. Good to have you back. Yeah, no, and I, I think I, I, I'm having now uh, a little PTSD from my first uh, hockey school experience. <laughs> I think in Potsdam, New York, my parents dropped me off at the Howie Meeker Hockey School, right, and and said, "Hey, have fun for the week. We'll see you right, we'll see right. You on Friday." At what? the you know at the end at the at the Friday, of course, it's a, like every hockey school ends, you know, with a uh, you know basically a, a scrimmage at the end, you know, and then everybody goes home and and you move on. But I've had I I, I would say I've had a lot of experience uh, in hockey schools and working in hockey schools and working for some really bad ones and working for some really great ones. Uh, but I think just being prepared uh, when you drop your kids off, uh, whether it's a uh, sleep away or, you know, just opening the door and letting them out for the morning. Right. Right. Well, let, something that's so important to think about. Let's start with this. All right? and, and again, um, I'm sure there's parents on here that, everybody ranging from, Oh, I've done that before to parents. Of, I don't even know there were camps. Right. So like, we should probably just set the table here that look, there are extensive go away, sleep away camps with unbelievable facilities out there. I mean, unbelievable with lakes and dry land and on ice. I, I can't remember the one up in Michigan that like they have a whole facility based just around the camp. They do that year round. And then, you know, everything down to just your local rink is having a day camp where your kid's on the ice twice a day. Maybe it's not as intense and maybe that is more of a daycare type environment. 
Um, and there's no judgment on either one. They, they have, some of these things cost stupid amounts of money. Um, but Mike, why don't you just, again, was that a good walkthrough? And there's other ones in between, uh, but there's, there's varying levels to these types of camps. Yeah. And it's different, right? It's different than walking into a two hour power skating clinic on a Wednesday night. You know, this is something that, you know, there really has to be some thought that goes into it, you know, for success for you want ROI, right? You're, you're the bottom line, as you said, even the cheap camps, weekly camps aren't cheap. Right. And, you know, whether they're in a great facility or not, um, the value is, can my, can my child go through the week with, with the least amount of stress and the most preparedness so that when they get to the rink, they can focus on the things that the camp is, in theory, supposed to be doing well, and that's teaching them, right, and making sure they're active and right. having fun. And that's uh, some of the things that I try to talk with my parents about is just making sure you prepare your kids the right way so that when you get there, you can get the most out of the camp that you put your kid in. Right. So let's talk about it generically first, and then we'll break it down into kind of sleep away versus just the rink, right? Uh, like going and dropping your kid off at the rink. But what are the, you know, the three or four things that you have to have uh, when doing this? I do want to, I want to jump in one right away, though. That's your kid's got to want to go to this camp, right? Your kid's got to actively want to go to a camp. If you're a parent and you're, I do want to squash this now, like, oh, my kid needs more practice. Let me just drop him off at a hockey camp in the summer. That you got to really think about that because it's intense. There's a lot of ice time. Your kid might end up hating hockey if you're not careful, if they don't want to do this, right? So I think the first thing is you have to have a love for the game to the level of your kid is, is I want to go to this camp, right? Well, and, and, and think about it from the camp's perspective, right? They don't want a kid there that's just going to sit in the stands and always say, oh, I don't want to go out because you know, what are they going to do? They're not going to put their effort into making and motivating that kid to get on the ice. The right. fact is most camps are going to be like, okay, yeah. hey, Tommy, it's get left the behind. corner. Yeah. You know, we'll call you. And then you're getting a call at 1030 in the morning. Uh, you know, Mrs. Benelli, can you come pick up your kid? Cause he doesn't want to play today. And then, and then Tuesday and third, no, not the camps aren't there to motivate your child to get on the ice. They want a motivated kid that comes out. Yeah. They're not there to, you know, and, yeah. and some camps are, and maybe that's something that maybe that's the first subject, right? Know your camp, you know, maybe yeah. is it, is it a daycare camp? Is it a real, is it a hockey school? You know, is it, a, is it a place where you're going to your child's going to learn the sport of hockey and all the pieces that go into it? Or is it really, you know, sold as there is a little hockey, there's a little swimming, there's a little field time. And at the end of the day, we just want to, you know, you know, carve up some, the, 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 the daily schedule. So your kid comes home tired, but that, that's fine. I mean, if that's the camp you signed up for, I think knowing the camp that you're signing up for, and we've talked about this on like how to pick hockey schools. Well, that's one of the main things is, okay, now you did pick your hockey school, you know, just know the format and then live with the format because that's what you signed up for. Right. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I think a well-rounded camp will have more than just hockey. I always said that, you know, look, th th there should be options um, in my opinion, right? Like, like in my daughter and son's camp, they have like choose time where like you can pick where you want to go right now. Right. Um, like from what I've seen, most hockey based camps have two ice sessions a day lunch right and then it's it's what are you surrounding yourself with like i think a great camp will actually have the ability to play other forms of hockey or other sports even um the one i was thinking of was heartland hockey up 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 north right like it, you could play hockey all day there or you could go to the lake all day or you could jump off like their thing they have like a roller coaster there it's incredible um but i think you're right it's you got to set your expectations of what you're doing where you're going why you're going there um and then you really want to take a look at who's running it and how right because I've seen camps run by just high school kids, college kids, and 
like you have to have the expectation. Okay, there's probably going to be a lot of ice time and minimal instruction at a camp like that versus a camp where they have 15 celebrity guest coaches um, that are probably really going to dive into doing some stuff, right? Um, so that is that tip one, maybe is, is set your expectation, know what you're getting into. Yeah, and, and, and just like everything else we do on this podcast, it's all based off of your age and your ability, right? Absolutely. So if you, if, you have a, right. if you have a six-year-old going to hockey school, most likely it doesn't matter if there's 15 celebrity coaches there. Right. Like there's really no value for that. Good job. Yeah. You know, so like, okay, great. I paid for, you know, these, these seven ex-NHL players or current NHL players to be there, but I don't know if my son even or daughter is even going to benefit from that. So, right. you know, is there, what's the expectation there? And then the other side of it is, okay, well, am I now going to a camp that really is focused on hockey. There is no swim time. There's no, you know, free time because I'm 17 years old and I'm at a hockey camp or a school that's I'm specifically there to learn something that I'm going to come out of based off of the uh, of the uh, the personalities that are there at the camp. Yeah, yeah. Just to give some some uh, context in that, from my point of view, like my son and daughter go to a camp. It's an inline facility, so there's two inline rinks, and and hockey is part of the day. But they have so many options of football, swimming, fun. It, that's what I'm like getting towards. It's, it's fun. And in fact, I, I've talked about this on the show before. My son's playing summer hockey and I'm not even going um, because my attitude is, you know, I just need him to enjoy playing right now. I don't want him to feel any pressure. I just want him to have fun this summer. If he wants to practice, great. Keeping in mind, everybody, he's eight years old. Just to, we, have, we have new listeners all the time. He's not older and he's just finding the game. So my goal is fun. When my kid comes out of summer camp or out of summer league, I just want them to go, wow, that was a lot of fun at the younger ages. Because if they don't have that, it's not, it's just not going to last. Right. If they come home, it's like, that was exhausting and horrible. <laughs> you know, like you got the whole season coming up, right? Like, I think this is an important point we got to make. Like the season is exhausting at, at the lower half of youth hockey, right? You need them rejuvenated when they go into the season, not exhausted mentally. Right. Um, I will say this too, Mike, look, I made the most strides though. Uh, technically the technical stuff in the summer, tactically, I made strides during the season, but I always looked at that three months off as okay. I can work on this. Now I'm getting to like the 12, 13, 14, 15 year old ages, but the summer is when I really want to work on this aspect of my game. I could totally see camps being great for that too. Right. So I think you're right from the might, might squirt, even into peewee, I, I just think it's got to be about having fun and, and, and getting in your strides and, and, and having fun. You get to that middle age group um, or the late high school age group, you could probably find a little bit more of a serious uh, environment. Again, if your kid wants to do it, I think I, I keep, I'm going to keep coming back to that. But um, again, we should talk about the prep for all these two, because I think food is really important. I think uh, understanding, you know, you talked about equipment in the pre-episode, like you shouldn't get your kid new skates right before going to a two ice session a day camp where they're on the ice for five hours a day because they won't be able to walk in a week. Yeah, so my prep, I mean, really stems from safety first. So my prep usually with parents and, and the prep that I always appreciated was let's go with worst case scenarios, right? You drop, get dropped off, you're getting bullied in the locker room. There's no supervision. Uh, there's a coach that you don't feel comfortable with. There's uh, something people are asking you to do that you don't feel comfortable with. It, it's, you know, you're in, a, you're in with kids, like, you know, and, you know, uh, understand the, the guidelines the camp has, you know, they, they allow cell phone, they allow phones in the locker rooms, like, are phones collected? Did your, did your kid need a phone? 
during the day. All these kind of things are things you need to ask about, especially more so in sleepaway camp than day camp. Because I think, you know, you drop your kid off and you and we all are our hope and our expectations are, are is that there is 18 professional, you know, child psychologists, sports <laughs> nutritionists nice. and physiology, you know, experts that are there with our kids. And this is not the case. Like it's mostly, you know, young guys and girls come home from college. They, a lot, most of them have great empathy. I love what they do with the kids, but at the same time, they don't, they're not trained to look for uh, problems. They're not look, they're not trained to look for conflict. They're not trained to say like a lot, even a lot of kids, like I've, I've had a lot of guys and girls work for me that don't like, they think like locker boxing is fun because like, I don't know, that's what we did. Isn't that normal? Like, you know, like, no, it's unacceptable actually. And this is something you have to call people out on. So a, a lot of the pre preparation for camp is educating and sitting down with your child and talking about what could happen and then how to react to it. Just in case, and again, it's because we have a wide variety of listeners, what locker boxing is, because I realize there's probably a lot of parents who have never seen that before, is... Uh, hopefully, like, hopefully. It, kids will put on their helmets with the cage, their gloves, and fight in the locker room. And I mean, really fight. It's not, it's not a, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's playful fighting in the sense that they're not trying to hurt each other most of the time, but it, you can get a concussion very quickly with this thing. So it's, it's boxing. Well, no, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's bullying at the end of the day. Yeah. They, it's yeah especially not, if they, they pick a kid. It's usually not the two most popular kids on the team. It's usually, yeah. it's usually somebody that they want to, they want to kind of, you know, right. be a predator towards. Yeah. And I so, think yeah. that's something you got to think about. Yeah. Parents don't, don't, I wouldn't ask your kids if they've done this, but just know what it is. Right. Cause uh, you don't want to plant the seed though. That, Cause a kid would think that's a great idea. But yeah, Mike, it's a great point. I mean, look, look, there's always some counselors that stick out that they're going to do a great job. But most of the time, these are summer jobs for, for a lot of college kids. And then there's the camp director too, right? Like, you, what do you look for in a camp director, Mike? Yeah, well, number one is somebody that has great communication skills. You know, no, some, somebody that's, uh, that's, that's uh, visible. Like there's so many camp directors, sometimes you don't even meet them. Like, you know, like, well, who's running this camp? Or who am I putting my kids in the, in my, in, in, and know their background? Like, who am I putting? Like, I, I had this conversation the other day with somebody, like the trust we have in bus drivers, right? You, know, you stick your kid on the bus and they go and you trust right. that right. somebody did their background check on this person, that somebody understands that they don't get road rage, that somebody understands that they know to make sure kids are sitting down first on the bus, to make sure they, they understand they can look in the mirror and say, oh, that kid's getting bullied or that right. kid's being, uh, you know, uh, targeted. I can react to that. Like there's so much trust in that 15 minute ride. That's fair. And I, and I look at that from a, from a hockey point of view, like I'm a parent that's dropping my son or daughter off at eight o'clock in the morning. There's so much trust there. So knowing who your director is and meeting them, but understanding from the point of view that if you haven't been communicated to, that's like a red flag to me. Like if you don't know who the people are or what their policies are on on locker room monitoring or you know we and we'll get into all the other things that go into a hockey camp and the daily day-to-day sleep away or day camp but really you know I, I really look for that I look for the person who's the best communicator and the most yeah. visible like somebody that's out there don't don't hide in your office until something happens because then it's too late right I want to yeah. know I want to know what's happening there's so many times where I can if I go up to a if I go up to a director and I say, hey, oh, you know what? I forgot to give Michael his water bottle. Could you tell me where he is right now? And they're like, I have no idea where he is. <laughs> That's not good. 
Right. Like to me, that that's unacceptable. And, 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 and a lot of people might say, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. You know, how are we supposed to know? You know, we're not babysitters. Well, in fact, you are a babysitter. <laughs> For that eight hours or nine hours or 24 hours, you, you in fact are a babysitter. And I, I, listen, I had to do this at the, at the highest level of USA hockey regional camps. These are 14, 15, 16 year old men, boys, that you need to know where they are, where they're going, who they're with, who's supervising them. They're buddy systems galore. Like, this is not just something you say, hey, you're going to be on the college campus for the next four days. Um, go at it. Make what sure could go rink. wrong in that scenario? <laughs> hope I meet you. Hope you're at the rink tomorrow morning. Yeah, you, There's you so know, much stuff that goes on. And I heard, think, you, you know. You've heard that joke, right? How do you know a 15-year-old is lying? Yeah, no. He speaks. <laughs> right? But, right. but uh, it's not true of everybody, obviously. It's a joke. But uh, listen, Mike, a few points to tap on there. Like, number one, we've said this on the show many times. There is absolutely no excuse in today's day and age for communication not to be easy for anybody. It is. It has never been easier to communicate uh, digitally via email. I mean, if I was a camp director, I would have a Zoom call for an hour uh you know, before just any parents have any questions. It, a lot of it is just making yourself available, whether they choose to use it or not. That's one thing. But even from a, even from a, just a legality standpoint, you just, you want to be able to go on there and say, no, I, I, we had meetings, we did this. Um, every great camp I've ever been to, uh, the camp director, I knew who that person was. They were always very kind, but you also knew they were the disciplinarian. And I do not remember them not having a walkie talkie or something, a communication device of some sort where they could communicate with everybody. So like you said was, where's the director? It was just, uh, hey, where's Mike right now, right? And, and, and they'd be on, or, or and, and by the way, there's camp director, associate directors, there's obviously, there should be a yeah, structure. But as long as you know, whoever the person is, it's supposed to be your communication conduit, that they're available and active and there. Right, that's a, that's a great point. And I love the analogy with the, not analogy, the, the, the school bus talk, because that's, it's a great point. You know, we, we put a lot of trust in people sometimes blindly uh, or, or without much thought. All right, so let's get into this a little bit more. You're going to a camp, your kid's there. Let's just get the, the tips of what, what do you need to, your kid to have aside from their hockey equipment every day or what should they be doing to prepare their hockey equipment? Because I'll tell you this right now, no kid, no kid wants to be the one that shows up and something's wrong with their equipment and they are uncomfortable on the ice. It, it, it does not go away. From the second you step on the ice, if your skates are not sharpened or something's wrong, uh, it can really ruin your day, you know, much yeah. less your week. So I'll go, I'll go through kind of my like real quick checklist here, and then we can dive into anything you want to dive into from my point of view. But really, like to your point, it's okay, equipment first, right? Let's we're going to hockey school, so let's make sure everything fits. I know, and my kids hate it, right? I'm making them try everything on and you know, making sure the buckles work and making sure the velcro's not dead and you know, all that kind of stuff, like right? you know, it's it, it, and it uh, so equipment helmet fits properly it's comfortable all the screws are in it nobody's because right. there's nobody there's no there's there's five percent of the hockey schools out there are going to be able to fix your helmet because they're going oh yeah we got the helmet supply kit here and we're going to open it up and yeah. fix your helmet they're like hey kid i'm sorry to help tell you or they're going to send you to the pro shop and say yeah go buy a new helmet yeah like, and, and they're like, not going to make sure it fits right most of the time like they're not going to even know to look yeah <laughs> that's it, not it, their job it's apparent that's your job you got it right so I think, you know, that from, from equipment to neck guard, so under garment, uh, underwear, right. And under, uh, you know, undergarments, make sure you can't, you know, if it's, if it's a sleepaway school, you, you have to knew well now, whether your kid does takes their stuff out of their bag or not, but make sure they know that they have multiple sets of stuff. Like you can't, there's nothing worse than a kid 
ruining their week because they wore wet socks for the third time in a row. And then their, their feet are so blistered that, and, and raw that they, they're, they're, they can't go for the next six hours of hockey training or field right. training or whatever it is. So, you know, knowing that, you know, you're, you're getting the bag packed. It's just the basics. Equipment fits, skates fit, laces are new. You know, they're not going to break off in the middle of, a, of, of tying your kid's skates the first day. Um, if, you, if you're really fortunate or have the ability, get multiple sets of steel for your kids that are sharpened and they're there so that you can, you know, that you, cause you're, most likely you're not finding a place to sharpen your skates uh, during, the, during hockey school, even day schools. So make sure that's there and available to you. And I think at the end, and then, you know, all the little pieces, like you said, the Velcro's working, um, you know, every hockey school says they're going to supply jerseys, but sometimes they don't, they're not there. And then your kids sitting there go, well, I, I didn't pack a Jersey. Cause you said there was jerseys and like, right. well, right. Like you don't. So now you got some yeah. yellow penny that looks horrendous. Yeah. 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 Or, or you're out there without a Jersey on like, they'll right. oh, just go out there. Your skins today. So I think, yeah. I think just, you know, I think just, just all those little things, because you don't want because think about, it, especially like 15, you there's so much stress in being the kid that's not prepared and your parents aren't there. Like there's nobody to turn to and kids are vicious. You know, the kid in the locker room next to you, like, dude, your shin guards are like, you know, four inches too short. Like what, right. what the hell, you know, little things like that. And I think there's, yeah. um, you know, I would worry about that uh, tape bag. Do they have enough tape in their, in their bag or, or, and then, you know, how are you going to deal with the fact that, most likely the four kids around them don't have enough tape in their bag. Right. So that tape's going to get stolen and used. And, you know, so like to me, like, it's funny when I used to, when I used to, we used to do a service when I was running hockey schools that the parents, um, uh, we called it a tape uh, depository where you would actually give us your tape and we would give it out to your kid as they needed it. That's because true. there was so much tape getting stolen, not stolen, yeah. but yeah. The, what's it, what kid's not going to say, you know, every kid well, needs clear tape. And, and there's a lot of parents who go, well, why can't they can't provide it? They can, you're going to pay for it though. It's well, you can. Yeah. Thing. But yeah. if you think about yeah. it, so it's like pucks, right? People get crazy about yeah. pucks. I'm like, well, pucks cost like two fifty a piece. Right. And if you want to get, you know, a hockey wraparound logo and they're even more. Right. So, well, well, I said, you're going to pay for it. If you pay, yeah. if, if you, if you camp is really expensive, you know why real quick before we go on, like, I want to say this too. Like, look, there is some adversity training that comes with going to a camp in general, but uh, you know, like Mike, what Mike's talking about, it's important. You know, your kids should be checking their equipment anyway. Like, I don't think they need to have the four inch short sh uh, shin guards and be made fun of to learn that lesson. Right. Like, that's part of parenting is your kid should be learning to check your equipment. I, I agree with you. Yeah, and it wasn't even so much of being fun of as much yeah. as it is you're just not prepared, so you can't right. play. Right. Well, and, and the, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is just this is a quick tip for parents. If you send your kid with uncomfortable skates, you got to understand what's going to happen and play this out. It's not just uncomfortable until they break them in. It's your kid's going to get blisters on their feet and really hurt themselves, and that's going to last the entire camp. And they're going to get worse, even if you go back to your old skates uh, or old equipment. So just be mindful of new equipment. And if you're sending them with new equipment, let's just say you're doing that, send them with some of the old equipment too. Send them with their old skates too, just in case if it's that uncomfortable. This is not the time to break in certain pieces of equipment. I'm not talking helmets or elbow pads or, or shin guards. All right, but your skates, uh, maybe even gloves to some level, just have a thought and make sure you pack the, the older equipment as well uh, because it, it can become miserable. Right. I mean, I, I have seen kids really tear up their feet 
uh, trying to bring equipment in, it's it's not worth it and it's painful. So I just wanted to say that, you know, bring, have them bring both sets of equipment. And, and trust me, yes, I know how hard it is for kids to try new equipment when they're comfortable with the old equipment. I had, a, I had a kid on my team this past year who, for whatever reason, wouldn't wear his nylon socks. Like he wouldn't do it. And then one, one time we said, we tried joking with him, you know, if you don't, if you don't wear these, you're not going to look in the team picture. And then he started doing it out of nowhere. Uh, so, you know, I know kids are superstitious, but just think, just think about that. It's not the time to break in new skates. Uh, the day one of camp, right? Maybe the second session once a week, twice a week till they're comfortable, but just be, be mindful of that. Yeah. Or be proactive. Like I, I remember, you know, my, my, the parents that used to come uh, to my camps from Norway would, would appreciate this, right. That they would send their kids over with an empty bag. It was so much cheaper to buy stuff here at the time. Right. They right. would just buy everything here. And then they do a day of camp and they'd be out for three days. I'm like, right. you just did a six day camp and you've been on the ice twice because right. you're, not, not, because you're, you're hurt. Like you can't compete. And, you know, so be, be conscious of it. If you, if you're going to do new skates, which is great for the summer, then get them, you know, three weeks earlier, get the kids out there for public session, make sure they're skating around in them or do a clinic or two, but don't just don't, don't assume that all oh, they, uh, this is the greatest time for me to buy all the new gear for them. And then they're going to break it in because they're going to get so much ice time. Well, they're not going to get any ice time if they can't stand. <laughs> right. And, and again, parents just, you know, I have had blisters on my, my, my ankles and feet, uh, you know, not to get descriptive, but, you know, I play through them and I have, I have ripped my feet to shreds to the point I could barely walk uh, because I love playing so much. Right. And like, I remember sitting on the couch one time with like, you know, a bloodied ankle, like, wow, I really can't skate. Uh, so just, just, it's not a tough enough situation. You, your kid can really get hurt to a point they can't play if you don't think about this. Anyway, let's keep moving. I just, I, I've been there. I wanted to give that because I don't, you know, it's sometimes you don't know. It's not like new shoots. It's not like new yeah, shoes so, where it's a couple days and you're fine, though. No? Yeah, so equipment's one thing, right? So that's like the that's like its own category. Like just get the bag out, look through everything, clean out all the junk that's in there, and then just prepare. You know, you know, do, does your is your kid old enough to take a shower? Do they do they even wash right. up after? To, you know, have, make sure they have you know not one towel, maybe two, or and, and talk to the kid. If it's a sleepaway camp and it's in a dormitory you know, most likely there's nothing there. Right. And you get those lists. Most, most camps, sleepaway camps are great. They give you a list of bring a pillow, bring sheets, bring extra, you know, uh, a blanket, bring towels, whatever, that kind of stuff. But then all the things other than when you're packing, right. I've seen camps where parents bring in, you know, full mini fridges, you know, and they stack it up and they, and the kid it's in their kid's dorm room. He's like the most popular kid in the camp. He's got, you know, yeah. you want a soda? I got soda. I got soda, I got cliff bars, I got uh, I got I got Gatorade, whatever you want, you know. But I think, you know, so think about that. Um, you know, how how is the dorm set up? What what can you do to, to pre-pack things? The the same idea though. If you throw everything in there, don't be surprised if on night one all your snacks for your kids are gone. Yeah. Because of the other 20 people in the dorm, it didn't pack. And, you know, you, th you got to think about that kind of stuff and just understand, you know, the circumstances around what you're doing when you go to camp. Right, right. And, and, and I always say this, dude, you don't assume your 15-year-old is going to shower every day. Just, just don't. <laughs> they, but, oh, I can't. Hygiene. I, 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 yeah. I remember, you know, my kid, you know, my, my, my son's in a lot of, does a lot of scouting. And you're like, oh, we pack like, like the, for the weekend, you pack like a huge, you know, you know, backpack worth of, 
you know, change of socks, change of, change of pants. And then you come back that it's the same. It's never even open. <laughs> I'm like, right, did anybody right. get changed? Like, I don't know. I wear the same pants for four days in a row. Okay. Well, whatever, I, I, you yeah. know, whatever you got to do, but yeah, don't assume that they're taking showers and cleaning and, and washing up and changing in the, in the, the latest, uh, you know, brand new pair of shorts you got them. Cause most likely it's going to be the same pair of shorts for the week. Yeah. I, I would just say this, you know, look, look, young boys and girls will be young boys and girls. And there's a lot of learning that takes place at that age, no matter what you do to prepare them. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of that learning has to take place, but no, no, it's things, I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. It's just, it's just part of the process. Well, this is what I remember, Mike. I, I remember not doing a lot of what I was told, but I, I was always listening, you know? So like, like now as an adult, I look back like, well, I'm really glad my mom said this to me every day, even though I didn't do it till I was 23. You know, I knew, I knew to do it when I became an adult because I was told every day. <laughs> so, so, you know, look, look, personal hygiene, this, this sounds weird to talk about, but it's important. And, and so you need to teach your kids that or at least be talking to them because I have, I have seen young adults have no clue. And it's, it's embarrassing. Like, you know, you, you have people walk into interviews and it's like, no, like the answer is just no, because the way you're prepared here. Right. So yeah. again, parents, this is something that I've had to kind of meditate on myself of, you know, okay. I've told my son this 55,000 times and it hasn't happened. But then I remind myself, Lee, your parents did the same thing. And it, it took it took 10 years, but then you started doing it. So I kind of just like you're doing the best you can to prepare them. But just, you know, don't be the cool parents like, hey, man, you do you. You do you. You don't want to shower. No. no, shower every day. Get that stank off you. All right. Because the truth is, you're not going to find a partner later on in your life if you don't do that. <laughs> All right. You, you know, yeah, in the like, hockey school, and sometimes yeah. it's fun that, you know, you, 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 again, it's not nobody's, it, you don't want, it, and again, it, this all, really you know encompasses you know what school are you going to what is the what is the, you know because there are some you know in some places where they're going to have time where you know maybe you don't want you know you're like okay what is the showering situation and then when can they get cleaned up and right. when, you just want to know all those kind of things is showering like when we were at the, the hockey school in norway showering for the guys was jumping into the fjord you know and and and, and <laughs> yeah and swimming old school like, yeah. is that the same I, i've been in the cleanest water in the world is that the same right. like, well, it's not technically the same but it's we'll, dark. for tonight for tonight for tonight the <laughs> fact that you cleanse your body will it, go for it was the cleanest water in the world until you kids yeah. all jumped in now, now, now it's completely look, contaminated all these, all these dead right. fish laying around you yeah but I think, listen, uh, teenage boys smell let's just be honest about it yeah, yeah. So, so again, but again, I think that this encompasses, you know, and then all the little things, right? Do you know, like, I, I've seen kids go and they're dying in the dorm rooms, like not having a fan, or, you know, making sure you bring a fan to the to the room, right. you making sure you have, you know, maybe the little extras that they normally wouldn't have. I mean, the one kid, you know, find out what the policy is of the, of the place too. don't be, you know, like me, I, I tend to think the opposite way, like, don't be I don't, I don't want you rooming up with the guy that brings his Xbox and, you know, all right. the games and you sit in the room all night playing Xbox. Like I, you know, uh, you know, and actually Daryl Belfry, who we had on as a guest used a great uh, had a great um, uh, analogy in his what he did with his daughter was like giving them goals of saying, hey, listen, when you go to this camp, I want you to come out knowing three new people you've never known before. Right. And I want and I want to know about them. Like I want, I want you to initiate the fact that I want you to know about three new people that you can tell me about at the end of the camp or the right. end of the weekend. And I think that's great. Like that's, but that's all goes back to, you know, preparing your child uh, for success, um, you know, and, and going to a, to a, whether it's a sleepaway camp or a day camp, you know, you can coach them. You're the adult, 
you know, so you can coach them into things that they might think are kind of wacky and stupid that, but I guarantee you, you know, if you, if you lay these positive seeds in there and they come back and they use them, they'll, they'll appreciate the fact that you told them and remembered. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm going to reiterate again. I, I, I'm learning this being a youth coach. I, and uh, even as a, as a professional coach, I said in, in pro hockey, when I tell a player something, I expect it to be done correctly two or three times after we try it. Right. And that's actually not an unrealistic expectation. These guys have so much muscle memory built, built up um, that, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle, right? Like I'm teaching you do it. Uh, youth hockey, it might take 10 to 15 times or ice sessions before they even get close to thinking about it. I had to learn patience with that. But I want to say this again, I was always listening as a kid, but I think we underestimate sometimes that even though our kids fight us and push back, they do hear us. Right. But they have to hear these messages sometimes hundreds of times. Let's be honest about it. So um, I don't give up on that. And, and I, I kind of uh, might take this thought process of I just need to do the best I can so that when my kids are 18, 21, 25, whatever, I can look back and say, look, I, I definitely did the best I could, right, as a parent. And then you got to let them live their life, right? Some yeah. parents have a problem letting go of that. Um, all right, let's split this up into day camp versus overnight camp. We'll, we'll start with day camp. Um, so just what qualifies as day camp, you drop them off and you pick them up every day. There's no obviously overnight scenario here. Um, you know, Mike, I think with day camp, what I would just want to know is, you know, what's the schedule, what's the lunch, right? In addition to the tips that you had, you know, what, what are you doing each week? What are the themes? Um, you know, and, and what, is there anything I should be talking about with my kid when he comes at home and I pick him up or should it be quiet in the car? Right? Like, like I think that's what it goes into a good day camp is just, you say communication, understanding of this is what we're doing this week. Yeah. And, and then is it, you know, is it pizza every single day for lunch? Like what, what is like, what can I pack a lunch for the kid? Can I, you know, can I, can I make it somewhat nutritional? Can I make it somewhat where they have some energy, you know, as they go throughout the day is lunch is because of the way the ice schedule is lunch at like 1030 in the morning. Like, cause sometimes right. you'll see like, they're like, Oh, ice lunch. I'm like, well, yeah. what do you mean yeah. lunch? Well, we can't fit it in. Cause they're next time. Ice, they're at the next, the next ice session is at 1230. McDonald's is still serving egg McMuffins. What are you giving right. them lunch for it? <laughs> right. So you gotta, you gotta understand that. But I, I will say one thing going back a little bit too, is that a day camp or sleepaway camp, you know, and you're, you're working with 10, 10 and under players. You know, one of the biggest things you might want to do is, is make sure they know how to tie their own skates and they know how to tie them properly right. because yeah. what happens is instructors won't a, they hate tying skates and they're not there really to tie skates and, and the counselors will tie skates. I get it. I mean, I made my best tips in the summer as a teenager tying skates. I mean, I like, I felt like I was at a golf club or something like, Oh, thank God you tied my kids skates all week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And, and, like, I don't and, know how to break it to you. That's, that's a Northern, that's a New York city, Connecticut thing. That doesn't happen. Oh, is it really? You don't tip for tying skates? <laughs> People don't tip, but I was never tipped for doing that. Oh, so, I used to get tipped uh, all the time. I, I yeah. said, uh, you must be in a really nice place, Mike. We're, 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 we're in really good uh, country club <laughs> environment here, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, but so, but, but, but even when you, but, the, but the fact is having your child know how to tie their own skates and feel right. comfortable right. with it. And then, and then if they need to, you know, tighten them or whatever, you know, the, the, the people are there for, but so sleep away, day camp, tie your own skates, know how to put your own shin guards on. Great point. Know how to tape your shin, yeah. all, the, all the pieces. Just know how to put your equipment on. That's that's a great point. Yeah, because you might miss yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like, because you know, there'll be seven kids that don't know how to do it. So all seven of those kids, it depends on who got to first, will right. be late getting on the ice anyway. Right. So, and but, you know, but I think, but your, day, but your day camp starts off, you get dropped off. You, you know, are you dropping your kid off and walking inside? Are you dropping the kid off and like, see you later? You know, like, yeah. thank God you're out of here. You know, jump out of the car and go. And I think too, you know, and, understand on the day camp side is your kid going there with friends 
or no? Are they coming in blind? Are they are they a kid that doesn't know anybody at all? And then what do you do and prepare them for that? Or are they coming with a group of friends? And conversely, what are you doing to prepare them for that? Because what happens is, if you stick your kid in a day camp with a bunch of his friends, they don't meet any other friends. Yeah, it's, it's and like, and I'm like, you know, so a, a lot of it's like, hey, well, wouldn't it be a cool goal that you guys bring in other kid, like learn, like meet other children, and be and and be like a conduit for for growth for the week. I know it sounds stupid. Like, well, Mike, who gives a crap about that? I do. I love that kind of stuff. I love when I see when I groups of these packs of boys, especially boys, but these packs of children that that can bring in more kids into their inner circle and not just be isolated in the week of camp and, you know, go through in a bubble and really at the end of the day, leave the life skill. Look, obviously I I, I didn't say this at the top, but like a great camp is going to teach you more than just hockey. Right. It's going to teach you life skills. Right. And right. look, there is a major problem right now with uh, young adults getting out of college and not being able to communicate at all because they never had to. They've been texting or they've been on the phone or on the Xbox, as you said, their whole life, which I'm not looking down on technology. That's not their fault. They have access to this technology. I don't blame anybody for that. But it's kind of uh, on us as uh, adults uh, and maybe leaders to say, OK, no, you need to talk. You need to communicate and learn how to talk to somebody else, which is not easy to do at 15. I think what ends up happening a lot of times, Mike, is is not even just 13, 15, but in your formative years, you know, we go, oh, they'll get it, they'll get it, and you know, suddenly they're eighteen, they've never talked to anybody, right? So, uh, meeting new people, conversing with new people, interacting with new people is is a major skill set uh, if you want your kid to get ahead right now. And I love what Belfry said. Yeah, go meet two or three other kids, and I want to know who they are. Make some best friends for life. Um, I think another aspect of a camp that I would look for, Mike is the well-roundedness of the hockey, right? Um, I want a camp where my kid's going to have to play forward defense, uh, potentially even goalie at some point, uh, and really have to experience the game from other points of view. Uh, you know, maybe there's an offense week, a defense week, or, uh, you know, things like that. Um, a skating week, right? Uh, yeah, well, I, I like overall, that. overall yeah. skill development. That's what you really right. camp for anyway, right? It's right. not to learn how to be the best left winger so much. It's, it's really to, to learn how to be the best hockey player. And I think that's where the right. camp – you know, that's where it differentiates itself, right? If I was going to a team camp, if I was going to, that's what training camps are for. Training camps for teams are to build your team. Skills camps and day camps and sleepaway camps are to build your skill, right. you know, your ability to be, you know, so even think about, you know, you don't even have to be, if you have a friend or friends that go to the camp, they don't even have to be at the same level as you. Like, because it really is irrelevant what their level is. It's what you're bringing into the camp, you know? And I think, you know, so the biggest thing is, you know, can I go to a camp that my kid loves going to and he has friends in and can and can make friends and don't worry about the skill level of it because it you know the skill level is going to come from what your own skill level it is. You know, you're going to put into it what you get out of it, and or get out of it what you put into it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the kid goes there and they're having fun and there's good instruction and there's a good syllabus. You know, there's a good there's a good blueprint for what yeah, they do. And you should look for that as a parent. Then I want to know is it is it like what is the day camp that I signed up for? Is it just you're winging it? You know, like every day, single day, you don't know what you're doing, or is yeah, that that's that's, that's a day a plan, or is there yeah. a plan? Look, and I'm, I've been sending my kids to camps. The the best camps have here's what we're doing. Here's the theme. There's always a theme for the week. Here's your lunch menu. Uh, here's how the day runs. I look for that. I look for that. And, and again, look, look, cost could be an issue for for certain people. And I totally understand that. And so sometimes you really do just need a place for your kid to go for the summer because you got to work. And I, I get it. I totally get it. But just you, you can take a look for these things. There are very affordable camps that run really well. 
Uh, Mike, we're just taking a look at the time. We only have a few minutes left. So I, I want to dive into overnight camp. Uh, first disclaimer for overnight camp that we're not going to fully dive into. Um, as a parent, you should see if this camp is co-ed and decide if you need to have any conversations with your son or daughter about going to a co-ed overnight camp. That's kind of where I'm going to leave that because uh, everybody's got to do that their own way. But uh, I would never send your son or daughter to a camp that's overnight and just conveniently ignore the fact that it's co-ed. Uh, just having grown up in the world, it, it, you might have a problem. With it. So just have whatever conversation you need to have with your kids about being in a co-ed environment overnight. Aside from that, Mike, what else should you be looking for? Yeah. So again, that's the real, those are the real important piece is the structure and the communication, right? What, right. what are the, what are all, where, where, like, what are your policies and procedures to know where my kid is at every time of the day? Uh, what does the buddy system look like? You know, how do they, how, if my, if my son gets hurt on the ice, what's the crime right. what's happening? Like that's are they just, camps, right? Not in, in well, yeah. home and away. Yeah. That's, that's right. Are, they, are you just sending yeah. him off the ice? Cause I'm not there. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm at work. Like, so I have no idea what's happening, you know, you know, or, or, you know, can you, you know, to me, like the best hockey schools that I've worked at and, and been like a, even a counselor at and, and a director at are the ones that build in time for, you know, kids be able to call home. Like a lot of kids are going to be homesick. Even the ones you don't think are going to get homesick are going to get right. homesick. Right. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to shame them into wanting to call their parents. But, you know, give time for them to do that in a, in a you know, I, I don't want to say like a safe space, but give them time. They can do it where their people aren't like, oh, look, Mike's calling his mommy again. Like, you know, like, like do it in a way where they can do it respectfully and, and encourage them to do it if they want to do it. Because the goal for you as a camp director is to have them to come back to camp. Right. You know, I want, I want your money. So the only way I'm going to get your money is to make it make you feel like you're really having a great time. So I think just having those little resources of, you know, knowing if it's co-ed or not who are the counselors who watches the kids at night are there high school kids that watches the kids overnight or is like i'm like me when i was the director of nike hockey schools i literally sat in the hallway of the dormitory and i just watched doors oh i hear a door oh i hear a door don't come out of your room where are you going you know and, and it was just straight like benelli it was you know like from from like you know 11 p.m till 6 a.m it was just like vigilance of you know where are the kids? Like that's your number one job. And I mean, I've had kids sneak out. I did a hockey, a hockey school up in Waterville Valley in New Hampshire one year. And I found out the next day the kids had gotten out of their, their room on the first floor and because they saw a bear outside. And all these kids from the guy, all these city kids. I'm like, what do you mean you saw a bear outside? Yeah. What are you crazy? Don't like that guy. The bear. Now, there was no, you know, social media or, or, or cell phones back that's then. So, phenomenal. but I'm like, yeah. what do you mean you went outside to see the bear? Are you nuts? Like, yeah. so, or they're feeding the bear outside the window. That's funny. The bear came to see you too. Yeah. The, the bear is <laughs> like, you just put French fries out your front window. What do you think's going to happen? But right. I think that's knowing, knowing where the camp is, how the structure is, what time they wake up, what are they eating? Know the breakfast. Like if your kid hates eggs and all they sell is eggs in the morning, your son's not going to eat. They're not going to eat all week. And, they, and, and, you know, you're not going to find that out until Friday. What do you mean you didn't eat? Didn't you tell anyone? I didn't know. I didn't know. To, I didn't know to tell anyone. So just be prepared about, you know, what, what that sleep, especially the sleep away stuff. Think about your son or daughter. Are they resilient at home on doing things on their own? And if no, right. then, then multiply that by 10. Because yeah. most kids will just not say anything and live with it. 
And then you find out at the end of the week that they had a miserable time. Right. And, and they didn't have to. You could have you could have you could have fixed that on Monday. Well, like a bubble, especially with overnight camp. Uh, the, again, the experience, the life experience you get from being away from home for the first time. Like I, I, I remember a coach in college, man, and you get kids who have never left home. And by week two of the season, or week not even season, by week two of school, like they're really bad. Like, like I, I mean, hurting bad because they're homesick. They yeah. don't know how to take care of themselves. It's completely overwhelming. And then they have to perform on the ice, right? Yeah. So, so my point to you is like, it's a great experience for your kids to do this, even if it's for one week, just to get the idea of, oh, wow, maybe I do need my parents every once in a while to help me out. Um, and then, you know, they come home with their tail between your legs. You get to look at them right in the eye and you're like, yeah, huh? you like the food I make now, don't you? Start bookending this episode. I'm teasing, obviously. But look, the truth is this. At the end of the day, no matter what camp your kid goes to, um, you want them to enjoy it. You want them to come home saying, hey, I made these best friends for life. I had this great experience and I'm never going to forget. As you said, Mike, if you're a camp, uh, somebody who runs a camp, you want them coming back. I want to come back to this camp next year because I had so much fun. I want to see my friends again. Uh, we all see that. We all know that. We've all probably experienced something like that. Um, you know, you want that for your kids too. And and uh, look, I have an overwhelming urge to protect my children and to, to try and help them all the time. But I also try to remind myself, you, you got to let them fall. You got to let them fall and get back up and learn to do that. But in a camp environment, they don't need to fall and not have somebody call me that my kid got injured. I don't need to actively think now's a great time to break a new skates and hurt my own kid. These are just some great tips and tricks to think about. For, for camp in general, which most of these camps, as you said, when, you, when we're recording this in uh, mid-June, right? These are starting up soon, right? So that's why we want to do this today. Go, go ahead, Mike. I, I don't know how much time you have. I want to make sure you get... Any no, I just say, do you, want, do you want them to fail and, and fall at 8.75 a week? Eh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know I'm like, you know, there's, there's cheaper ways to do it, right? So right. I think it's just... Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. We, should, we should amend that. They're going to fail and fall already. So, so don't, don't add to the failure. It's like, it's like, you know, don't let them trip even more. Like, the, right. like we've all had an awkward camp moment in our lives. Right. Or, or we've all had girlfriend, boyfriends that are just at camp and you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. So like you said, they're going to fail anyway. So, so just set them up for success and how to learn that adversity. Uh, and for 875 a week, it's a great point. Um, <laughs> any other final thoughts, Mike, before we close this one out? No, I think it's the same as anything goes else going into a season is going into a camp, right? Be prepared, have your list, check your list off, check it twice, and uh, and just and just understand that um, you know it can't all be about the fact that you want to see your kid be an NHL All Star at the end of the week. Right. That everything's a process. That one week's not going. We've talked we've talked about this on previous podcasts of you know you, you don't expect that one week of hockey school to change your life um, in skill wise for the better for your kid. You know, it's an ongoing process. It's all, it's one piece yeah. of the process and then use it the way you think the camp is best suited for your child. Is it a learning experience? Is it a skill development experience? Is it a, is it a get out of the house for the first time experience? Whatever it is for your child, just make it the best experience it can be based off of the goals you have for that, that week. And I'll say this, I'll, I'll try and spin this positive. The goal, in addition to everything we said, the kid should be excited for the season. Whenever this experience ends, you want them raring to go. I cannot wait for hockey season to get here because I had these great times this summer. You don't want the exhausted, like more hockey, really. Like you just got to be mindful of that. And that's something you need to be deciding now too, Mike. If your kid needs a break from hockey right now, you really need to think about that because putting them in a two, 
week, four week, month, something of hockey, I mean, you're going to burn them out, right? I, I think about that the same way. I just came back yeah. from a coaching conference for three days and I wish the season started today. Right. Like, like I, right. I like that my hockey school that I went to, like my hockey camp, my coaching hockey camp was like the greatest experience I could have. And I want to, I want to be, I want to be on the ice today. Right. So think about that timing. When is it? Where is it? What are you getting out of? But most importantly, is it driving my son or daughter to, to want to drive to the rink? Right. And that's unbelievable. If you can do that, listen, if you can do that and find skill development sprinkled yeah. in there and find social development sprinkled in there, a home run. And there's, and, and I will say this before we sign off here, is there more camps that provide that than not? You know, they wouldn't exist, right? If the camp wasn't there for 27 years, most likely they're doing, this, they're doing the right thing if, if they've been there that long. And, and I, would, I would embrace that. We need to make an our kids play hockey summer camp. <clears throat> that's just going to be for parents. That's that's the way. <laughs> it's just, well, I, des- I, des- I designate Christy as the as the as the director because uh, she was yeah. not here to raise her hand. But <laughs> she's the director. She can do the announcements in the morning. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a lot of things she could do. She could keep us in line. So uh, anyway, look, Meg. Thanks for uh, giving us some wisdom. Again, we always talk about this. I, I learn a lot. I learn a ton from you. Uh, like I'm getting into the years now where my kids might want to do some of this stuff. So I'll always have this episode to go back on, but uh, look, that's going to do it for this edition of our kids play hockey. Uh, no matter what your kids are doing this summer, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we hope they enjoy it. We know you're all doing the best you can. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, we obviously have some sort of shared mentality, right? Uh, and if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you want to ask Mike, myself, Christy, a question, you can email us, team at ourkidsplayhockey.com. We'd always love hearing from you. Or check out our Facebook page, Our Kids Play Hockey, uh, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. I've said it enough times now, so you got to do that. Four on Mills, like 50 times that people understand it. Um, that's going to do it for the episode. You all have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we will see you next time on Our Kids Play Hockey. Have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.